Welcome to today's episode of the What's in the Words podcast. My name is AJ. And I'm Steve Canal. What's up? And today we are talking about a book that is all about habits. Um, and Steve, you want to go ahead and introduce today's book? Absolutely. This is one of my favorite books. Today's book that we're covering is The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business by Charles Duhigg. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think I'll just kind of give my overview is that a lot of the things that we do and we attribute to decisions that we make are not necessarily conscious decisions that we make, but it's more habits that we have established for ourselves, whether conscious or unconscious. Uh, and we are, again, a creature, we are creatures rather of habits. Um, so I love the way that this book um, not only breaks down um, how to establish habits, um, but how to create habits that you wanna see in your life and also how to change habits that you may not wanna see in your life. So I love the, the approach that he takes to you know, these three aspects of habits. What about you, Steve? This book gives us an in-depth understanding of what habits really are, which I really appreciate, you know, how they're formed and a look into some traits we don't even realize are habits. And that's one of the main keys I always talk about when I, when I talk to people about, you know, how to advance or how to achieve success or sustain success. It starts with identifying habits, you know, that have been impacting you your entire life. You know, some that you might've picked up when you were 15 or 16 years old that you don't even realize are some of the reasons or some of the things that are holding you back from moving forward. Uh, and the beauty of this book is that it's scientifically proven facts, you know, combined with realistic uh, past occurrences, um, which I appreciate because it's, it's you know, non-fictional stories. Um, and the storytelling approach, you know, makes it so engaging. And I appreciated that. So I'd love to hear about, you know, one of your takeaways um, of the book, uh, AJ. Yeah, I think one of the takeaways is, is again, to repeat the title, The Power of Habits. And um, the question that I want to present to everyone listening is, um, has there been an area of your life that you created a habit um, and you saw that habit play out where you unconsciously followed the habit? And the example is, I remember my wife and I used to alternate taking our daughter to school, Aniston. Um, sometimes she would take her, sometimes I would take her, um, but it became a habit for both of us, I'm sure. <laughs> and I remember um, a couple times um, where I would get into my car and drive to her school, not remembering that she was not in the car with me. But because that was such a habit, I would go there and not even realize that that's what I was doing. Um, so I love the fact that I have experienced this. Um, and um, again, I'll talk about this in a minute, but habit stacking, which he doesn't necessarily talk about in here, but I think he does talk about it in the creation of new habits. But mm -hmm. um, I love that I've experienced that. And I'm sure that everybody on the call has you know, experienced getting in your car and thinking, okay, I'm going to go to the store. But you get in your car and you follow the routine that you normally do when you get in your car. And even one more unconscious thing, driving is a habit right when you get in your car now this is one of the things i talk to authors about when you get in your car you don't even think about driving you just get in your car and drive and go but the real habit is get in your car you put your foot on the brake you put your key in the ignition you turn the ignition you put you know you check your rear view mirrors you put your car into gear 
you look over your shoulder, you back out, whatever. So the, the, the process of doing it isn't even conscious anymore. You just consider it all driving, but you perform 12 or 13 things before you even start driving. Um, but because of the power of habit, it's just an innate thing that happens. Uh, what about you, Steve? Um, yeah, I, I love for me how he broke this book down into different parts. Um, and one of my favorite parts in the book is the, the very first part, which is habits of individuals. He starts to give a description of the habit loop. Mm -hmm. um, and this is a circular process with three main components, the cue, the situational trigger that is based on reward, uh, a reward you're seeking. And then you have the routine, the physical or emotional action you take to obtain the reward. And then you have the actual reward, the satisfaction you seek by following mm -hmm. the routine. Um, and then that aligns and flows into the four steps of changing any habit. Mm -hmm. um, and the key to a permanent change is to break down the habit loop into three parts, which we just identified, right? When you know why you take a certain action, it becomes easier to uh, substitute this behavior with a positive change. Mm -hmm. And identifying the behavior and the habit is one step closer to change. The, the issue that we, we, you know, that comes about with breaking down habits is not identifying that it's a habit. I love how he, t he breaks down the four steps for changing any habit. And number mm -hmm. one is identify the routine. A habit has three components, which we talked about, which is the cue, the routine, and reward. And the goal is to identify how you go from a cue to, uh, to following a habit that you hate. The more you know about a routine, the easier it is to change it. And Correct. that goes to the point of identifying to be able to change. Because um, again, there, there are habits that we have that have impacted, that are impacting us that we picked up when we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. um, and then step two, he talks about experiment with rewards. There's a specific reason why you follow a bad habit. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why it's important to understand the cravings that drive this behavior. Uh, the goal of, you know, step two is to identify the actual reason you complete a specific routine. And you think about it, like, why do I, you know, follow through and, and, and continue to do this certain thing? What's the satisfaction that I'm getting from it? Mm -hmm. And then step three is isolate, isolate the cue. Um, you know, all habits have a trigger that tells mm -hmm. the brain that you want a specific reward. And the trick is to identify the cue for every action. And when you identify that cue, again, you're one step closer. Um, and in this book, you know, Duhigg talks about the most common cues, location, time, emotional state, other people, which is a big factor, other people, and what action precedes this cue. Mm -hmm. uh, you, can, you can gain a lot of insight by answering these five questions that he laid down. Um, but I'll give three because of time. Why, where are you? What time is it? Mm -hmm. And what's your emotional mm -hmm. state? Mm -hmm. and, and step four is have a plan, you know, work towards it. You have your goals, put your systems in place to achieve those goals. So what's the plan that you're going to put forth to achieving your goals of breaking down this habit.
Um, there's one thing that I want to talk about that we probably don't pay as much attention to, but um, Facebook, Instagram, social media in general, even phone manufacturers have invested a lot of time, a lot of brain power and effort into helping create habits in us. All I heard when you named those those different things was habit, 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 oh. another habit. <laughs> word, word, word. Every single one of those is a habit. Facebook, Instagram, phone manufacturers, computer manufacturers, every technology company has invested in creating habits in our brain. So for example, when you open up Facebook, the first thing that you see um, is that red notification that says somebody commented, or somebody left the, um, you know, they like something, or somebody has engaged in your post. In order for, that's the trigger. In order for you to engage the post, I mean, to see what they said, um, you have to click that. So that trigger creates that open loop, that curiosity. Now you're like, oh my God, somebody has said something, somebody has commented, somebody has liked, somebody, something has happened. Now you have to retrieve the reward of what that red notification is telling you. That's Facebook. Instagram, when you scroll, you see something that you've seen already. So our trigger is like, okay, I've seen that. Now I need to see something new. So you scroll again and now you see a new post from somebody new. Is it interesting? Yes, okay, now I need to swipe and see what, what they put. I need to click and expand their comments. The reward that I'm getting is that new information. It's a constant feed of, it's opening a loop and closing a loop. It's opening and it's closing. Uh, and it's creating the curiosity in between. So these social media platforms, same thing with text messages, right? You see, you hear your text notification, um, you know, like, oh my God, there's a text message waiting for me. I must go retrieve it, <laughs> right? So it has, these technology companies have invested in creating habits in us. Um, and in order for us to change those habits, we have to do things to, um, to block those things. But I think that they have invested time and effort and money into creating habits in us. Yeah, now, and it's a, it's a big money maker. It's a huge money maker. It's a big. It's, it's a huge money maker to to develop habits within us. Um, you know, every single day. You know, the first thing people do when they wake up is grab their phone. The last yeah. thing people do when they go to bed is check their phone or plug it in to get charged. You know, it's like what happened to the, the human factor, you know, if you have a significant other of engaging that significant other when you first wake up or giving yourself meditation time when you first wake up or giving that love before you go to bed, you know, we like, <laughs> and now, you know, they act like they care because now they have the, the weekly notifications on iPhones, which tell you like how much FaceTime did you have on your phone that, uh, this week? And you see the percentages and all that stuff. And it's like, whatever, you don't really care. You only um, watch it for a little while anyway, before you just <laughs> stop looking at it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. So, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it's habit creation. Um, and it's the other part, there's one other thing that I want to talk about Then we can, we can, or at least I think that I've covered it as far as the things that I have to share, um, how to create new habits in yourself. Um, the process is, I think we've talked about this before is habit stacking, right? And I think I shared, um, with you earlier, Steve, that, okay, I'm trying to get back into my, you know, running more, you know, 5k, whatever. Um, and doing my kettlebell swings, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. That's my little workout. 
Yep. So what I do is I have attached the habit of swinging my kettlebell, doing my 20 to 25 or 30 kettlebell swings every day with brushing my teeth. So I have my kettlebell in the bathroom. After I brush my teeth, <laughs> I look at my little list that, you know, like like my ex from the day before. And I, I'm like, okay, I can't break the streak. <laughs> so when I brush my teeth, the next thing that I do is swing the kettlebell 20, you know, 20, 25, 30 times. It's called habit stacking. So if you want to create a new habit, the easiest way to do that is to attach it to a habit that you already have. Mm-hmm. Right. So in another example you hear people talk about is getting your running shoes out or your workout clothes out the night before. So then when you wake up, you see them and that can be your trigger to take the following action, mm-hmm. right? So I really love the, the, the way that he breaks down creating new habits. Yeah, um, I love the stack. I, I think that, you know, it's definitely some things that, I love, you know, books that give you some tangible things that you can actually do, you know, and apply to make change. Um, but one of the biggest things for me that I loved that he said in the book was small wins are a steady application of a small advantage. Mm -hmm. Appreciate small wins, man. Like, appreciate small wins. You know, one of my favorite sayings is one step closer. And those small wins fall by the wayside and, you know, people are always waiting for that big hit. But those small wins are getting you closer and closer and closer. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. Like it takes time. So appreciate those small wins and appreciate the time that it takes because you're living, you know, mm-hmm. so appreciate the dash. Um, Absolutely. That's huge. So what's the, was there anything specific that, that stood out? Two that I can't go without saying is that the highest performers in any category are the people who have the best habits in that particular category. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do the things without thinking um, the example that he gave was Tony Dungy and how he was able to turn a franchise around that was a perennial loser um, into be a perennial winner to where he went to 10 playoffs in a row by changing small habits. Yeah. And eventually it became a systematic thing to where everybody that was a part of his system had immediate habits to where his players were reacting out of habit versus having to think and then act. Same thing with Michael Jordan, um, you know, shooting the game winning shot was a habit. So where there was pressure for a lot of other people, to him, it was just what he did. So it was a habit. And, you know, there wasn't as much pressure because he'd done it so much over and over and over again to where it removed the anxiety around or, or removed the thought of it. It was just what Michael Jordan did. Um, I love the distinction that the highest performers in any category are usually the people that have the best habits in any categories. Is this a book that everybody should have on their bookshelf? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, even in understanding, you know, how you can start to create the life that you want to see, um, you do that by changing or creating new habits. And I think that um, another part of it was replacing existing habits with new habits, not necessarily getting rid of your habits, but it's slowly re- replacing the triggers and replacing the rewards. So if there's a bad habit that you have, changing the habits that you that you currently have uh, and replacing the rewards with new rewards and replacing the new triggers with, I mean, the existing triggers with new triggers 
and you can slowly start to create the life that you want to see by changing one habit at a time. And that's kind of the summary for me. What about you, Steve? Yeah, you know, willpower isn't just a skill, it's a muscle. I definitely recommend this book. I think it's something everybody should tap into and read. Um, Definitely uh, one of my favorites, so definitely check, check it out. Um, where can everybody find you, AJ? You can find me at um, Instagram. That's my most active platform, at AJ Joiner. That's A-J-J-O-I-N-E-R. If you're interested in writing and publishing a book, um, you can go to ajsfreebook.com, and I'll ship a book to your door. What about you, Steve? Yeah, and you can find me on Instagram as well. You can find me at Steve Canal, S-T-E-V-E-C-A-N-A-L. And if you want some more information, you can definitely check out my site, stevecanal.com. And if you want to support an HBCU, please check out our new app, HBCU Change. You can go into the App Store, and if you have an Android, the the Google Play Store and check it out and download the app and uh, see how you can support an HBCU with a little bit of change. You know, when you share this with me, I think, you know, being a product of an HBCU, the um, impact that this is going to have on future generations. Um, You know, my daughter is eight and I always talk about wanting her to have the HBCU experience. Um, My wife went to University of Wisconsin. I went to Southern. Um, and, and yes, education is extremely important, but I think the camaraderie that you get from being around people that look like you being successful um, is huge. But I think what you have created and you and your team have created is an opportunity for everyone um, because the world is, is technology now. So you've created an opportunity for everyone who has traversed those walls and those different yards to give back um, using a habit that they already have of using their phone. Um, and I think the other brilliant thing about this is, you know, once you connect the app, you're just literally automatically rounding. I think the app automatically rounds it up. Is that right, Steve? Yep, it automatically rounds up. Right. So if I spend a dollar and 50 cents, the other 50 cents goes to my HBCU. That's huge. That's, that's putting, you know, your money where your mouth is without me having to do anything extra. So I think, right. it's, I think it's a brilliant <laughs> plan. Um, I, I absolutely love it. Um, you know, I want, I can't wait to see how this thing takes off because it's going to change lives. Um, and it's going to mean, you know, so much for, uh, future generations. So this is a moment where you created something that will literally be infamous, right? It's, it's something that hasn't been done before. So I'm really excited about what you've done, man. And I appreciate you, um, sharing it here, sharing it with me. And I want everybody to sign up. HBCU Change. HBCU Change. So go to hbcuchange.com. Get the app right now. Download it and start giving to your alumni. And what I do know is HBCU, I mean, um, Southern University is the best HBCU in the country. We will download this app and uh, screenshot it. (laughs) And And I'm going to share it in the the Southern University group. (laughs) And even if you didn't go to an HBCU and you love the bands, the battle of the bands, and want to continue supporting HBCUs and want to be an ally, you can download the app and select the HBCU of your choice as well. So definitely support, support, support. Our HBCUs need the support and help. Um, and until next time, we appreciate you all for tuning in and listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.